Greetings, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, this next uh, installment of Grasshoppers uh, Patriot Podcast. Um, I want to go into something today that is, I think it's important. The, the way that we're divided as a country right now, we've got all these groups kind of warring with each other. And I want to go in a little bit into postmodernism. Uh, postmodernism basically being, uh, I, I guess you could say, the like neo-Marxism and kind of some of the characteristics of that and how they're using it against us uh, to kind of put us at war with each other. Uh, they've done it for a while with race. They've done it for a little while uh, with black, white, and brown, and this and that. So they've done that, but now it's being taken kind of to another level. Um, this postmodernism is, it, it's definitely, it's bad news. It's basically Karl Marx on steroids. So basically this is, in a nutshell, okay, so Marxism was sold, um, Okay, it was sold, you know, throughout the, the 60s, you know, Marxism was, you know, it's the basic, uh, you know, tenets, you know, it was a labor type thing. It was the the proletariat, you know, versus the bourgeoisie, which was basically the worker, you know, versus the man or <clears throat> the wealthy, <clears throat> something to that effect. So what postmodernism has done is they've taken the, the tenets of Marx. They've taken uh, Marx's ideology. And what they've done is they have pitted a bunch of different uh, identity groups, whether it be race, sexual orientation, um, political ideology they found all of these uh, these cracks uh, that they can kind of expose and they can they can they can get us to fight over power uh, while Marxism was about you know that whole you know workers of the world unite um, it was about you know, sticking it to <clears throat> the wealthy, sticking it to the those with uh, money, those that are successful, and redistributing it to uh, those that... It's basically the haves versus the have-nots is the way that some people actually describe it. So throughout the 60s, up throughout the 60s, um, this was sold uh, using Marx's teachings. And I mean, Marx was, he was from back in the 1800s, so it had been a while. But it, his ideology, he's the one that wrote, along with uh, Engels, he's the one that wrote uh, the Communist Manifesto. So, I mean, this is the guy that... Uh, sparked an ideology that was responsible for the deaths of 
100 million plus people in the 20th century. So what they did was they took Marx's ideology and they put it into this. It was uh, it was pushed by a man named uh, Jacques Derrida. Um, when they got into the 70s, it became harder and harder to push uh, to push Marxism because there were so many communist countries that had fallen, and communism had shown to be such a just a blatant, you know, obvious failure uh, as far as uh, being um, a style of governance. So th- they had to kind of repackage it. So this Derrida came up with this uh, this idea of uh, reconstruct. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, deconstruction, where it's uh, looking at a particular uh, thing or subject from basically an infinite number of perceptions. Basically, the way this works is. He recognizes that there's an infinite number of ways to perceive uh, the world and everything that's within. Um, So the way that we're seeing uh, people be bullied for not accepting that there's, you know, numerous genders... And people not accepting uh, certain uh, parts of the narrative that are put out in the media and uh, taught in our schools, our universities. Uh, If you don't recognize their uh, perception, which is that these things exist, that all these variations exist then you are kind of you're kind of singled out and what this does is all of these groups the the you know the LB, LGBT Q whatever but just call them the alphabet people um, <clears throat> all of these people that identify under one of those labels that's a, a group that is looking to establish uh, some form of power, authority, or dominance. Uh, the black community, although many of them are not really on board with a lot of this stuff being pushed, some of them are in this struggle for power struggle for acceptance, struggle for, you know, to be able to dictate uh, certain things, Um, race, gender, all of these different uh, things that they use to divide us as a people, you know, they've got us all warring with each other, and um, the thing you've got to recognize here is that this postmodernism being a a form of Marxism, call it 
neo-Marxism or cultural Marxism. You have to realize that they're given. There's an infinite number of ways that one can perceive what is what he sees or what he observes. But the reality of the whole thing is just because there's an infinite number of ways to perceive, that does not mean that those infinite number of ways are all uh, viable, realistic uh, perceptions to have. Um, For example, the gender thing. So the gender thing, it's been forever. It's science. There's male and there's female. That, that's just scientific fact. No, men cannot have babies. That, that, there's nothing more ridiculous. But because someone now, as a society, we seem to be okay with a man going and getting surgery and calling himself a woman or vice versa we're giving in to this just completely ridiculous perception that a woman that calls herself a man and has a baby means a man is having a baby. The the, the whole thing's ridiculous. But that goes to show you someone can have a perception, but it doesn't mean that that perception should be recognized as uh, being as making sense or being uh, a something that should be looked at seriously that there are just certain things that that we have to reject and the fact that society is accepting some of these things is just downright scary Uh, our universities they're teaching this stuff. They've got classes. They've got majors in gender studies. That There is scary, scary stuff that they're out there trying to teach your kids. Whether they're older or, you know, even in um, elementary or uh, high school even. That they get to them well before uh, they ever hit a university. So by the time they get to a university, you know, it, it, at that point, you know, they're already gone. That's why you have to make it a priority to really, really talk to your kids. Uh, let them know. Tell them. Inform them what truth is. Uh, the, the few things that we know. Um, we have to prepare our kids for... The, the disaster that we call education, especially at the university level, we have to prepare our children if they're going to go off to college. And we have to prepare them for some of the things that they're going to encounter while they're there. Persuasion, sometimes some very nasty, uh, some very nasty, uh, ways that they try to persuade people um, 
singling you out. You know, you're going to have to get your kids uh, accustomed to this to where they realize that at some point they're going to be in a position where they have to stand up for what's true to them and their principles. And they're going to have to um, possibly risk uh, being singled out or being threatened. But you have to teach them that that there are principles that are worth standing up for. And if they're your principles and that's what you believe, you have to stand up for those principles. But at the same time, you have to be able to explain exactly why it is you believe what you believe. The problem with so many of these leftists is they think that they're for something or they're against something. But they can't really articulate why exactly it is that they're for or against something. That They don't really have a reason. It's just, oh, well, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. I'll just go along with that. Or because their friends are into it. Or because uh, everybody at their school seems to be on board with it. <clears throat> but we have to... We have to fight against this uh, this neo-Marxism, this new tool that's being used um, by the the left and by you know the globalist elite. You know that that might sound conspiratorial, but if you go look on any of these global websites, the UN website. If you go look at, you know, the the World Economic Forum, you know, any of these sites, all of the stuff's laid out on their website. Um, These people's intent, their intentions are very well documented, and it's on their own website. So the Great Reset through the World Economic Forum, you can look at all this stuff, and it's not conspiracy. It's real, and it's happening. We're seeing it. Uh, we're seeing it happen in real time. And if you haven't woken up by now, you, you better kind of get with the program because th- this is going to come on quickly. And those people that don't understand what's going on are going to have a really hard time adjusting when it comes when it comes time where, you know, you're going to have to really make some solid decisions on what you do for you and your family. So... I just wanted to go into this uh, this division and this uh, tactic of uh, uh, this movement of postmodernism. I don't think it's real widespread. I think it's one of those things that seems to be a lot more prevalent than what it is because the media concentrates on the conflict so much. You know, the whole war on the police thing, defund the police and all that nonsense. I think that it seems like it's more prevalent than what it is because that's all the media shows. But I think that there's still the vast majority of people in this country don't buy into all this stuff and aren't at each other's throats. It's only that the media just likes to focus on the bad and likes to focus on the... uh, the violence and the the conflict between these uh, these groups. 
these identity groups and they don't show any of the the American loving, you know, America first type of uh, mentality that really is all over this country. And you're starting to see it now with the protests. You're seeing a lot of it now with the protests. And you're seeing people take to the streets uh, going against this uh, this mask. Uh, I'm sorry, not mask, but well, the mask mandates too, but those aren't real widespread right now, but also the vaccine mandates is what people are marching against. And, uh, they don't want to have to show their papers in order to go and have a meal at a restaurant. Restaurants are suffering. Small businesses are suffering. The, in turn, the economy is suffering along with that. And it's all being, it's all being done by uh, deep blue state governors that are just so hell-bent on control and so uh, determined to to take away one's freedom to do uh, as they please and to live their life. And this is scary. It's, um, It's scary the types of things that they're able to get away with. But those are just some things that were kind of on my mind today. I've got so much more. I have so much trouble doing these because I have a hard time choosing what topic it is that I actually want to cover because I've got so much stuff running through my head. There's so many headlines and there's just so much stuff. So I'm actually um, thinking about a few other ones that I want to do. But um, in the meantime, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the Grasshoppers Patriot Podcast. Uh, Until next time, bye-bye.